I want to get an update on um, the affordability payments and what else might be uh, in store for us in Alberta. I think it went pretty well yesterday. By all accounts, passing grade on the portal. Remember we talked about this yesterday morning, 9 a.m., the portal opened and Albertans could apply um, to uh, receive the affordability payments of $100 a month for kids under the age of 18, uh, if your household income is under 180000 and for seniors over the age of 65. Um, and I think a lot of people signed up. There was a brief moment I saw yesterday, we were getting some texts from listeners saying, ah, it's getting glitchy, it's not working, but it was like, for just a short time at about 10 or 10.30. But other than that, I think it went pretty smoothly. But let's find out for sure. We're going to speak with Matt Jones, who is the Alberta Minister of Affordability and Utilities. Uh, Minister, thanks for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, what? how did it go yesterday? But from what I've heard, like I say, anecdotally, it seems like it went pretty well. Uh, I think it went fantastic, and that's a credit to the technology and innovation team at the Government of Alberta. We had, so as of 8 a.m. this morning, We've had around 135,000 applications, and that represents 180,000 children and 60,000 seniors approved and scheduled for payment. Uh, so I think that, by any measure, is, is just a huge success. And on the slow time, there was a there was an hour of slowness between 10:30 and 11:30 related to some cybersecurity measures. Yeah, uh, but that was quickly resolved. And even in that slow period, we approved 10,000 applications. Yeah, like I say, I just heard there was a brief period where it seemed like things had slowed down a little bit. So I mean, you're talking about 135,000 people signed up right off the hop. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you were thinking more than two million would be eligible before all it was said and done, correct? So, I mean, there's still a lot more that just didn't jump in on day one? So it's 135,000 applications representing 240,000 right. Albertans. Um, so that is a substantial amount. There's there's roughly 1.5 million Albertans directly eligible, but yep. of course they come from a variety of household types. So we, we estimate the these inflationary payments will support over 2 million Albertans. Gotcha. Okay. Um and, and just, we, sh- we should let people know, that they don't have to do it today or yesterday. There, there's six months. I mean, the window stays open right until June, right? Absolutely. And, and they could apply in March, and they would, if they were eligible for the January and February payments, they would be applied retroactively and added to their March payment. And if you have a if you're expecting a child uh, between now and June, of course, uh, that child will be eligible in the month of their birth. Oh, okay. Excellent. Um, now, last time we spoke, we, we talked about this, and I still, every time we talk about this, there's a lot of people who send me texts saying, well, why am I not allowed to get it? You know, I'm a, I'm a single person, but I, I, I barely get by. It certainly has hit me. And, and you said at the time there would be more on the way. Um, what, in terms of the people who aren't um, receiving benefits with this latest round, um, is there a possibility that they might? Yes, everything's on the table. And I'd like to, again, highlight that the average Alberta household who's not receiving these payments, i.e. there is no senior or child yeah. or, or vulnerable Alberta living there, is, is getting up to an estimated $900 in support already, uh, $500 by way of electricity rebates, and then hundreds of dollars in fuel tax savings. And we've also uh, indexed income taxes and uh, provided natural gas price protection. So that's an estim- estimated $900 for, for people not eligible uh, for the direct affordable Payments. But that's also for the people who are eligible. I mean, that everybody's getting that. I'm talking about the above and beyond that people, you know, feel like they've been left out. Yeah, so we're also looking at other areas of government to provide uh, assistance on affordability going forward. So I'm, I'm currently looking at insurance, as you know, and also post-secondary and what we can do for our students. So um, uh, this is 
part of our ongoing work to keep Alberta affordable. Um, Minister, I didn't hear much in terms of uh, what people were reporting with the registries. People who didn't uh, want to or didn't have the option of doing it online were able to report to registries or Alberta support centers. Um, how did that go? Were there any glitches there? Anything that needs to be improved on, on that side of uh, dealing with this? Uh, we, we didn't hear any, any major issues, and my understanding is that that is going well. And um, they're using a back end that ties into the portal, of course. So uh, provided the portal is functioning, I expect the uh, in-person experience at registries and Alberta supports offices to go well. And, and i just like to highlight that the Alberta supports offices, there's over 50 of them, and they can provide service in over 100 languages if anybody needs assistance. Okay. Yeah, I mean, lots of ways to do it. Um, in terms of when people might see these payments, uh, what's the timeline on that? I mean, it was just an application process yesterday. How quickly will this be turned around and people will actually get money deposited in their bank or a check in the mail? Uh, expecting uh, the first uh, uh, batch of payments to land on January 31st, and then they are batch paid for efficiency and cost savings. Uh, so I would expect uh, the, the uh, next month's payments to also be at the end of the month. Uh, question, I guess, and a lot of people asking on the text line, why didn't you just go through CRA like the other provinces did? I mean, BC came in a little bit later than you did, and there was no application. There's no applying. You just, you're automatically approved, and the check is automatically deposited, and already was last week. Why didn't we just go that route? It seems much more efficient. Yeah, great question. That's the first area that we explored uh, for delivering affordability supports. Uh, BC is topping up an existing federally delivered monthly support, the BC Family Benefit. In Alberta, we have a quarterly delivered uh, family benefit, and it only applies to a small subset of children in Alberta. And of course, our program is going to 80% of families with children and over 90% of seniors. So there is no federally delivered monthly support that we could top up that would hit seniors 65 and up and all of the children that are eligible under this program. It still goes through CRA, right? Like you are checking against 2021 tax returns. We verify the the income and personal data against CRA, but it is not administered through right. CRA. So our, our Alberta Child and Family Benefit is, and but again, that's administered quarterly. So if there was a monthly Alberta benefit that went to all of these recipients, we would have absolutely topped it up, but there simply is not. Okay. Uh, and last one, Minister, like I said earlier, in terms of uh, what might be coming, it, it, we're not done. As you said, everything is on the table. When you talk about everything being on the table, what are you looking at? What kind of relief might Albertans see in the near future? Is there more on the way? Yeah. Again, I'm looking right now uh, very closely at, uh, at insurance and post-secondary, and then we're evaluating the rollout of these affordability supports. And we'll also be looking at how cost of living and inflation changes uh, over the the term of this program, uh, because we do have a, a delivery mechanism that enables us uh, to look at the scope or or perhaps extend the delivery of payments like these, because we now have the infrastructure in place. Gotcha. Okay, Minister, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you being here. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.